I feel like it was so important to teach financial literacy in classes because of the barrier that I faced as a multilingual yeah. learner. I want to make sure that they don't go through what we went through, what my family yeah. went through, right? Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Intuit for Education's Teaching Finance Series. In case it's the first time you're tuning in, I'm May, your host. In a previous episode, I've shared a little bit about my five-year-old who loves unicorns and rainbows and all those fluffy things. Well, today, I want to kick off by talking about my one-and-a-half-year-old and her awesome daycare teachers. She has been at the same daycare now for over a year, and I've truly appreciated how her teachers have been so active and thoughtful in creating inclusive learning environments for every kid. Her sweet teachers believe that role modeling these inclusive behaviors in class makes such a positive impact for kids, even at such a young age. And then fast forwarding to elementary, middle, high school classrooms, it is just as important to promote inclusivity among students. So today, you guessed it, we're going to focus on the topic of cultivating an inclusive classroom, especially when talking about financial literacy. With that said, I have such an awesome guest today for us to learn from. I've actually known her since we were teaching together back in 2014. Of Shawasi was born and raised in San Jose, California. That's where I live. She is the first in her family to attend college in America as her family is from Pakistan. She has been teaching high school social studies for almost 10 years now, classes like world history, U.S. history, gov, econ, civics, and currently teaches U.S. history at one of the noble schools in Chicago. Afsha is one of the most passionate and caring educators I know, and I personally respect her so much because no matter what, she always puts her students first. Oh, and I caught up with her and her baby boy the other day, and he's so cute. Afsha, the listeners would love for me to stop talking now and just hear from you. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Hi, my name is Afsha Wasi, as introduced earlier. Yeah, I grew up in San Jose, California, born and bred. I'm always going to be a Bay Area girl. There were some challenges that I faced. My mom was so big about going to college, right? She was just like, study, 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 make something of yourself, go to yeah. college. I don't want to say that my parents came from low socioeconomic background, but I feel like they were conservative with their spending especially living in one of the most expensive neighborhoods in the country. I wanted to go to college, but I didn't really know how to do it. I knew that I couldn't afford it and my parents couldn't afford it. And so I had to come yeah. up with, figure it out. I got a job and I opened up my first credit card and I was a reckless spender. <laughs> I had $2,000 <laughs> in my credit card bill yeah. for just buying things, right? Things I did not need. Luckily, I've managed to take advantage of the resources that were available in school. I actually took financial literacy my senior year myself. Oh, no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like I grew so much from that wow. 20 years ago is when I was a, a senior in high school. And <laughs> you look so young. Oh, thank you. I don't feel like <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like when I took financial literacy in that school, I know it was called something else, but again, it was 20 years ago, yeah. so I don't remember the course, but it literally taught me how to apply for FAFSA, how to get a checking account, how to go to the bank, like how to withdraw money, how to write a check, because back then people wrote checks, how <laughs> to use your debit card, how to do your taxes. It was one of the most meaningful classes I took 
we had to do some extensive research and figure out these are the scholarships we're getting. These are the financial aid assistance we're getting. How are we getting that? Um, how much is college going to cost? How much money would we need to like board at a school on campus? Or what would be the difference between staying on campus as opposed to staying at home? And so I felt that that really set me up for my future, especially the five yeah. years, because I realized that it did definitely, it definitely helped me financially. I want to go back to when you said you learned financial literacy yeah. in high school mm -hmm. and kind of touch upon what you teach now and what you've taught previously. Sure. Just in general, why do you feel like teaching financial literacy to students before they go off to college or work just after high school? Why is that so important to do now? I feel like it was so important to teach financial literacy in classes because, you know, after checking in with a few of my students, I do serve a good portion of students who are first generation, just like me, first to go to college in America, right? And so yeah. to have exposure to these resources on campus during the class hour is very very purposeful and meaningful. Our students are actually really big about that gratification. Why am I learning this? What is the point of this? And so when they're seeing this unfold in classes and they're seeing that I need this tool, I need this skill for the real yeah. world, they benefit The engagement from it. goes up, right? The engagement sure. goes in up and the buy, yeah, the buy-in is there. And I'm wondering if you, because I know you've been teaching for a long time, yeah. you must you know, students love you, and I know that firsthand. Yeah. Um, if you keep in touch with students after they graduate from your class, and yeah. if you've heard from them how they're doing and what maybe you've taught them, or if they didn't have financial literacy, how it impacted them, you know, in the future? So I feel like, first of all, because I teach history, I'm so big about identity, and I have students that talk a lot about who they are and where they come from and where is their yeah. part in society here in America. Do you see people around on campus that look like you, that share similar cultural backgrounds as you? I think that because of that, and I'm going somewhere with this, sorry. I have, go, go. I have I students who start to detach and not experience, don't have that college going identity anymore yeah. and they start to yeah. fail their courses and these programs financial yeah. aid assistance programs start mm. to be placed in probation period okay, they are yeah. at risk of losing that financial aid i've talked to students about this some of our alums a few of them who were mm. you know just not seeing themselves belonging in college and there are all these scholarships that were given to them all these financial aid assistance given to them but because of that lack of college going identity they were risking losing these programs financial assistance financial literacy doesn't necessarily need to be a course in itself even though there are schools now that are just teaching it right. as like a you know like it is a solo class but it can actually be incorporated into all gen ed courses I was wondering, since, you know, right now you teach history, previously you taught personal finance related courses, looking at our Intuit for Education curriculum and yeah. our product, how can you see yourself using that in class? And what are some benefits that you see, you know, compared to other curriculum? How do we make it applicable for educators and listeners here? 
I think like one of the biggest challenges of going into teaching in general is trying to come up with curriculum of your own, right? We all want to teach something that we are passionate about, right? But there are some amazing resources out there and you have something like Intuit for Education that has lessons for you that will set you up for your classes when teaching about financial literacy. You also get to incorporate and modify it to your teaching practice and values. So that's one thing that I would give advice to is take advantage of these resources that are available for you, especially Mm -hmm. lesson plans, which can take hours to write, especially Mm -hmm. as a new teacher. I have students essentially go into talking about What does it mean to budget? This was an opportunity for me to get students to think about their budgeting. And so what I appreciate in this lesson on budgeting is the fact that I can modify it and connect it to history and get students to look at the modules and get an understanding of what does it mean to actually budget. What I appreciate also about this curriculum is that it, given the fact that I'm a multilingual learner myself, it supports all students with learning needs and abilities. It's accessible for our diverse learners. I wanna jump into the inclusive classroom part. So I want, if you can share with me, because I I think you're such a good teacher (laughs) in fostering that inclusivity among your students. I want to see if you could describe your culture of your classroom a little bit Mm -hmm. and just what does creating an inclusive classroom mean to you? Okay. So first thing is, is that at the beginning of the school year, first semester, I always start the school year with identity. It's always like woven into my lessons throughout the year. I'm really big about that, even starting with your name, like where does it come from? But I'm also, yeah, I'm also really big about with that identity piece, you're sharing a lot of vulnerable things about yourself. I create community agreements in this class where, Mm. you know, we have school rules that we need to follow, but community agreements are more like we're coming together. We can all agree to these shared norms. That way we respect each other, respect the space that we come from, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That we are in. I feel like because of that, it supports my diverse learners. I feel like with being inclusive in the classroom, that's like a part of my life, (laughs) like my teaching practice. It's it's a part of my teaching identity. I'm so big about making sure every single student in the class, every single human that walks into my class is supported and that every single lesson and content that I teach is reachable no matter the barriers that come in the way for them. So whether it's visual learning or audio support or, you know, small group one-on-one support, I try my This is why I think you're such a good teacher. Truly. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, that's like what I do. Just wondering when you were teaching the financial literacy class, are there examples that you have where you purposely did, you know, fostering that inclusive classroom within that subject of financial literacy? Because I know that could be really difficult to have conversation with students who come from all different backgrounds. I'm trying to incorporate some of my experiences into these classes because of the barrier that I faced as a multilingual learner. I want to make sure that they don't go through what we went through, what my family went through, right? So um, I want to, I do serve diverse people and so students. And so I want to make sure that this resources that I'm providing to them is reachable for all diverse learners. So when I taught about the roaring 20s, like people were recklessly spending. 
Let's be real. During this time period in U.S. history, yeah. I'm teaching like people were recklessly spending and then the yeah. economic downfall happened. You know, there was a world depression, right? And then it was totally. a president that came in and created these programs that we still use yeah. today. So I use this time and opportunity to teach students about what is social security? Do you qualify? Oh, social yeah. security came out of the Great Depression. What is FDIC? Is your money protected in the banks? Is your bank that you are banking with protected? I definitely, definitely try to yeah. incorporate financial literacy anywhere that I can. What's your favorite part about teaching now that you've done it for almost 10 years? What do you love the most? It's going to be the students. They all come from different backgrounds and different right. personalities. We have our great days and there are some days I just don't work in our benefit and then I get an yeah. extra gray hair. But I feel like it's so yeah. important to leave this world knowing I contributed to society. Yeah. Yeah. Went a little deep with it. Yeah. I don't know if I, it, I don't know if it's because I know you or like, it's yeah. just what you're saying, but it really resonates with me. I want to like tear up because oh. that, that is, that's so true. Yeah. You know, what you said is so true. Yeah. I think you are an expert in creating this inclusive classroom for your students. What advice would you give educators on mm -hmm. doing that specific strategy? How does a teacher who maybe is just stepping into the space and wanting to do it, what would you encourage them to do and explore with their students? So I think the first thing I did was I shared my story and I told them my history and who I am and I where that. I come from. And so yeah. when you share something so fragile about you, I shared a lot about the great things, but I also talked a lot about some challenges I faced in my life. And because of that, I did have every year i always have students that felt that you know what they felt safe with me to like yeah, express how they you know what they experience in life for me i didn't know english until i got to yeah. school i've had quite a few students share with me that miss wasi i actually didn't know english too so oh, you know wow. like that connection like something that's relatable it's good to build relationships with students, they have one adult figure on campus that they feel yeah. safe with in being yeah. able to like express their concerns or challenges that they're facing being on campus. My first year, 10 years ago, I don't think that class would say great things about me. I don't know, but <laughs> I you were there, so you were there. But I feel like now, 10 years it's later, always hard. Yeah. the relationships have kind of became like a, you know, I'm a stern teacher. I'm a very stern yeah. teacher. I have these. You have high expectations have for your high students. high expectations. But here and there, I can joke around to show the human side of me, right? That's how I try to be a little bit more inclusive. On top of that, I'm really big about their name. Names is really, really important Absolutely. about identity. You have these beautiful names that your guardians gave you. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Where'd it come from? What's yeah. the story? That's a part of your history. That's a part of your identity. Yeah. We have these shared norms. We have this safe space to express ourselves and yeah. uh, express our identity in the class. So, and I feel like a lot of times, like, students may be shy in class to say that their name matters or to correct the teacher if you know they see that the teacher doesn't really care to learn yeah. about their history of their name or the yeah. pronunciation even you know so yeah i think it's such a big deal mm -hmm. that you care enough to really learn about your students yeah. so 
Afsha, thank you so much thank for you. joining me today. Yeah. I think this is so special to me. Thank you for making the time. And yeah, I hope you know you continue to grow with your students. And I hope educators can reach out to you if they find you online <laughs> or LinkedIn or somewhere and yeah. connect and learn more. Okay. Thank so, you so thank much, you. Ray. Yeah, thank you. Wow, that was such a fun conversation. I've really missed working with Afsha, so it was extra awesome to be able to chat with her today. I want to remind you all to visit our professional development page at intuit.com education, especially on today's topic of cultivating an inclusive classroom. That PD there is so good and I think will be really applicable for all educators. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes and join our educator community. See you next time, everyone. <laughs>